Hi friends, and welcome to We're Already Here, a podcast about celebrating who we are through the highs and lows in our lives and understanding the story that we've created for ourselves. Today, I am here with Destiny and Shakira. Shakira is a brand ambassador and content creator, styling advisor, and entrepreneur. She loves all things fashion, beauty, and lifestyle, as well as being a wife and mother to her family. Destiny works in higher education and is a design-focused communications professional with a background in media production. She's a freelance graphic designer, aspiring entrepreneur, and twerking enthusiast. And that's absolutely true. Destiny is the one who taught me how to throw my cute little butt in a circle. So <laughs> could not. I <laughs> just would like to absolutely substantiate that claim. We'll put that on my belt too then. <laughs> <laughs> so today we'll be talking about one of the most important relationships any of us have in our lives our relationship with our mom. Now, Destiny and Shakira have one of the closest and coolest mother-daughter relationships I have ever seen. And they were gracious enough to let me sit here and explore it with them. So I'm super excited for today's conversation. First off, how are you guys? And thank you for coming on. I feel extremely honored, you know, having us on here today. I feel blessed. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Des, how are you? I'm feeling great. I got up this morning, did my makeup, put my lashes on. I was like, today <laughs> it's going to be a great day. It is going to be a great day. And oh, I was God. saying right before we recorded, I feel like we all got a good color scheme on. Like we have like these nice crisp backgrounds in the back. So it's going to, it's going to be a good recording. So to kick it off, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Let me see. We already covered the twerking enthusiast occupation. The, the important things. All the, all the important stuff. What else is there to add? Oh, we're traveling soon. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Ta- yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Tra- Start with that. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like, oh, my God, we're so boring. Yeah. So for Christmas, I told my mom that I was going to treat us to a trip. And I was like, where do you want to go? And she was like, I want to go to Paris. So I just went and booked us a trip to Paris. And so we are taking a mommy daughter trip to Paris in about that's awesome. <laughs> 57 days. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Really not counting, not counting. Because uh, Destiny's been traveling for a long time, like since before she was even legal to travel. And um, <laughs> she, she actually inspired, you know, like inspired me to get my passport and, you know, things like that and to travel and to, to leave the country too. So I'm excited. Um, like I've been out the country before, but I'm excited to um, go out of the country for the first time with my only girl. I'm really excited about Aww. that. And then on That's top of that, so we're going fun. to Paris. So it's like, I'm really excited yeah. about that. Yeah. How long are you yeah. guys going to be there? We'll be there for a full week. Um, and like you heard in my mom's intro, she's like super into fashion and like shopping. You can see it. <clears throat> I have to bring you over Rhoda one day so you can see her shoe room and her closets. And oh my gosh. She got a million closets in her house. Um, but like we're really, really like looking forward to going shopping and like thrifty shopping and mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. just going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be so, so, so fun. And Paris is like the fashion capital of the world. And I heard that French women, their perfume is like a signature to them. So it's like, it's actually rude to ask someone like what perfume they're wearing. Really? Like, yeah, like people won't leave the house without perfume. Like it's like underwear. Like they just won't like, I hear it's a big thing in their cultures. I'm so glad you told me that because I feel the same way. Like when I leave out, I have to have something on. And I do, I, I can't say I get offended, but it's like, please don't ask, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I feel yeah. like the way someone smells, it's like immediately like you think of them. Like I already like, 
um, for the, for the listeners, destiny is one of my very best friends. So like, I already know what destiny smells like. No one else smells like destiny. So like, if someone showed up smelling like destiny, I'd be like, what is this? <laughs> oh my God. You know, what's funny too, is that my mom is also like a perfume enthusiast. Like she has oh. a million, a million perfumes, like really nice luxury bottles. It's, it's really funny that you bring that up because now we're going to be in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be out there trying to figure out what they're wearing. <laughs> exactly. And I'm, glad, and I'm glad you said that because I would have been out there like, what's that you have on? Right. Like offending people. <laughs> Just left and right in the oh streets. Oh my God, you smell so good. I want it. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, and my favorite thing is the way I found out they were going to Paris is like me, Destiny, and a couple of our other good friends are hanging out. Destiny's like on her phone. She's like, oh, did I tell you guys I'm going to Paris in two months? We're like, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely out of nowhere. Rhoda's like, what? Like, when did this evolve? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did happen like really fast. It was like everything happened so fast. And then like the next day it just sunk in like, oh my God, I'm going to Paris. Yeah, because it was like, it was like really quick. Like There was no evolution. I've never heard of this before. There was no planning. I had just seen Destiny the week before. Right, exactly. And she's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to Paris. I'm like, there, where was the lead up? <laughs> it was, I didn't expect, when I was like, mom, let's go on a trip. I thought she was going to be like, okay, Bahamas, Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> we are, like, I just thought she wanted to go through a tropical. She's just going to go all the way left field and say Paris <laughs> so I was just like well hey if that's where you want to go yeah I'm really um, excited to to Paris I love it I love it so how would you guys describe your mother-daughter relationship I can start okay <laughs> I think that our mother-daughter relationship it has the respect aspect that a traditional mother-daughter relationship would have because that's just how my mom raised me to you know, respect my elders. And that's my mama. Of course, I'm respect her. On the, on the flip side, because my mom had me so young, we're, we're, for a mom-daughter relationship, we're really close in age. So we sort of had to like grow up together. So we're really, there's like another dynamic to our relationship that's like sisters or like best friends. We have this like ongoing joke because in our community there's a joke where your mom is like and I'm not one of your little friends but <laughs> it's like you know I'm an adult now and we go out to drinks we like we'll go out to clubs and like you know it's we, like look at you out. now yeah, yeah my little friend like, yeah this is my little friend like <laughs> yeah we really are like friends too but there there's also that like respect aspect too totally right when we are, when we're out, I have some of the, like the best times, like hanging with my daughter. I remember when she was when she just turned like eighteen, and I took her, <laughs> we took her out to the casino. I think that was the first time like we went out with her adult fun, and we had so much fun that night. We danced all night, we gambled, and then like reality came back in a couple of days later. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, you got to register to vote. <laughs> <laughs> to put my mother head back on <laughs> like oh, oh yeah it was important Obama was running it was like okay wait a minute y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get back to business I was like oh yeah that's oh, right I love that. yeah thank gosh you have friends like you guys it was like oh yeah that's right <laughs> I love that what a good little example too of your relationship like we're at the casino and then three days later you're like oh wait register to vote like <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's exactly that's exactly us like i love we're it here, here for a good time but also a responsible time right perfect that's exactly how we are we like to shop but we also like to say we splurge on things but we also know what's important that that is a perfect example of us mm-hmm. you know it's just like a happy medium it's it balance. is yeah yeah totally <laughs> totally so what are the, some things that you both do to keep your relationship strong and healthy i think we we, we talk every day, you know, communicate, just communicate to each other, just talk. We like to treat each other. Mm-hmm. With flights to Paris. Right. Just just some low maintenance stuff to really just keep the relationship running. <laughs> she yeah, buys me we, Gucci belt. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a balance. 
right yeah. balance <laughs> and I think it's I think we just I don't know I don't know what it is it's what we just like we just love each other and respect each other I think that's what it is yeah. it's the love and the respect for each other like no matter what like I you know I love her and I respect her I respect her boundaries her decisions so you know it just works it just works for us yeah I would agree when you asked that question the first thing I thought of was we me and my mom talk every day I don't think there's ever a day that goes by that we don't talk to each other and then we're also like very much into the same thing Mm -hmm. it can literally be like she'll call me and be like hey you want to come over and like make some ramen noodles with a lobster tail (laughs) (laughs) it's like we just like the same kind of stuff so I'll just like come over and we'll cook dinner together or we both we both like really cheesy movies so we'll just like watch the same movie over over and over and over over and over and over we like getting our nails done or it's, it's we just have a lot of stuff in common so we we right. can spend a lot of time together just doing regular stuff that we like and it's not like uh, like I don't want to go shopping or I don't want to yeah. get my nails done it's like because we both like doing that stuff so sure right. and her life is really exciting too so listening to the things that that she do and all her accomplishments just her life like I'm going to New York City to hang out with my friends it's, I think it's just so exciting. <laughs> I love her life. I love her life. I think every mother want to see their daughter in the light that I see my daughter. Oh. Like a really good movie every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to cry. That is so sweet. <laughs> Laying it on, oh huh? <laughs> right. Like, I already watched the Paris mom. She not all, she not all of that. <laughs> it's too much. She ain't all that now. <laughs> she said, oh, did I say all that? Never mind. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> I love the point you made earlier. She cared about respecting each other's boundaries and decisions because I feel like that's where a lot of mom-daughter relationships go wrong. I do feel like the love is always there. For the most part, moms and daughters will always love each other. But I feel like when they start encroaching in on the other's decisions and boundaries that's when it goes awry so that's such a good point that you brought up yeah and sometimes it, it has its ups and downs because you know sometimes I I did want to say no I think no that's not it don't do that you know and I wanted to be firm on it but I always felt like that was a good advocate for herself you know when I think back sometimes I wish I would have just said you know no absolutely not but I'm kind of glad that I did it for sure for sure Destiny, how, how, how do you feel about that? I feel a similar way. And I tell my mom this all the time. Obviously, no parent is perfect. And, you know, no one got like the rule book how to parent your child. And my mom was always very much like letting me settle into myself and make my own decisions and stuff like that. But sometimes I do wish that like she would have just been like, no. Like, don't do that. I always, I always think about like when I, I quit dancing because I started taking these really advanced classes with just people who didn't look like me. And I was just kind of feeling like insecure mm-hmm. about it. And I just went, I left my dance class and I went to my mom and I was just like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And then she was just kind of like, okay, like, well, if you don't want to, but like as an adult mm-hmm. now, I kind of wish she was just like, no, <laughs> you're not going to be a quitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I feel like she didn't want to, like, be the kind of mom to force me to do stuff that I didn't want to mm-hmm. do. But in in some instances, I do wish mm-hmm. that, like, she would have been like, no, you're going to do mm-hmm. it because I'm making you do it. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I if I knew if I knew that was the reason, um, because I probably would have because it was important for um, it was it was real important for me to. um make sure that destiny wasn't insecure and things that was like super important and her um opinion and how she felt was real important because when I was a kid my feelings um what I was going through wasn't important to people so it was important for me to make sure she knew she was important make sure she knew that I had her back that I was going to be there regardless express yourself be free I, I wanted her to be that so had I known that she felt insecure because of her surroundings yeah I probably would have said no we're not going to quit this Mm -hmm. and I probably would have went about it a different 
a, a different way, but she was always like so strong about for as long as I can remember, like four or five, always so like strong about how she felt in that aspect. I always felt I did the best I could to make sure that she didn't feel insecure about, you know, who she was. Yeah. You know, things, you know, <laughs> something, you know, we learn certain things, we realize, <laughs> see what it is and you know, keep going. That's all we right. can do. We take dance classes together now. <laughs> right. I feel like as a kid, like, I probably wasn't sure how to, like, articulate what I was feeling mm-hmm. because, um, I've always, like my mom was saying, like, I've always been really confident and, and all that. So I probably just didn't really know, like, could identify what that feeling mm-hmm. was. But like I said, in my adulthood, like, digesting stuff and in retrospect, um, unpacking yeah. stuff, looking back at it, I'm like, I probably was just, like, insecure. Um, Like, I, I felt like I wasn't as good as everyone else there and... Um, I probably felt like they had like more resources than me or like what whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably like couldn't articulate whatever it was that I was feeling to my mom for her to be like, nah, you're popping. Like you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna keep going yeah. to this dance class. <laughs> yeah, because she was really, she's always was a good dancer. So she's always good at everything. Everything that Destiny did, she's good at. So yeah, to see this, like, I'm just learning this side since she's been an adult. Yeah, she's always been, like, extremely good at everything she she put her hands on. So when I would watch her in class, she went in as the underdog, but, like, a couple of weeks, she was, like, on top with everybody else. So it was like, okay, like, I would look at her like, wow, that she was just there for a week, and you already up there with, you know, the people that's been dancing since they was babies. <laughs> if she's all, no matter what she did, she always excelled at it, so... Yeah, I just, I, I didn't know that when she was younger, but I, I do know it now, but, you know, just can't be perfect at everything. You know, this is life. Yes, it's what exactly. It exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can't have it all. I will say like one of the things I admire most about you, Destiny, is that you're so self-assured. And I feel like it's something that I've gotten better at since I've been friends with you as well, which oh I really, I really love about you and our friendship. Oh, thank you. Oh my God, Rona. I'm going to cry. And you know what? You guys are great. Destiny has a really good friend group. Mm-hmm. Really good friend group. Smart, mm-hmm. beautiful women. I love it. It's like, you know, watching, like I said, a movie every day. The one thing that I've always seen in her was positivity. For as long as I can remember, people wanted to be around her because she was so positive. That was me looking at because I'm like, I'm a bolster. You know, it is what it is. That's what I am. Like, you're my baby. My baby got friends. <laughs> but she, she's always been super modest and real. She didn't notice this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you think so late? Yes, I know. This person is getting AIDS because of you. <laughs> it's not just because I'm her mom saying this. Mm-hmm. This is what I see. This is what I saw. I love when you and Sophie became, when y'all became friend group, because I felt like, now my daughter has friends that she can elevate with she has friends that can help her elevate Mm -hmm. that's what I love about y'all yeah I love our friend group I always say our friend group is so unique in that we're family more than we're friends right yeah Mm -hmm. I love how close we are I love how supportive we are and we're just open with each other it's not this fake you go girl support we're actually supporting each other we're very real with each other if any of us are slipping, we'll let each other know in a loving way. And it's mm-hmm. such a unique, supportive, real friend group, which I don't think right. a lot of people have. Exactly. Yeah. And I tell Destiny that all the time, all the time. It's, the one thing I really appreciate about you all individually is that I feel like you all just accept me and like each other as we are. And I never feel like there's a sort of competition or underlying feelings that you see me for who I am and you're like, exactly. I love you anyway. Let's just like keep lifting each other up and it's a legitimate friendship. It's, yes. it's crazy. It's a sisterhood. It is, it is a sisterhood. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we've gone over this, but let's do a top two. What are your favorite things about each other? Like a quick one, two. Does do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. First, I'll have to say that my mom is the funniest person on this planet. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> my mom, well, because we understand each other too so much, our, our sense of humor are just 
write a line. We 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 understand each other's humor. I'll just be laughing so hard, like my lashes about to fall off. <laughs> I got a six pack of abs from laughing so hard. My mom is legitimately so funny. And then the second thing that I'll say is that my mom has my mom has gone through a lot of stuff in her life. A lot of bad stuff, a lot of good stuff, ups and downs. Like she's been through a lot of stuff, but she doesn't use that to be, she doesn't use that as as an excuse to be a bad person or to like treat people poorly or she doesn't sit in her past traumas and like allow that to make that the person who she is today. I almost think of her as like a phoenix Mm just this beautiful bird that just rises from the ashes mm-hmm. and takes the circumstances in her. <laughs> okay. So this is the wow. podcast. You guys just didn't see that Shakira was doing an interpretive dance of a Phoenix rising from the ashes. It was honestly art. <laughs> <laughs> This is exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) But like I said, she doesn't sit in her past trauma and use that to be a bad person. Like she's actually, she's gone through all of that stuff. And despite of all of that, she's Mm -hmm. a really good person at her core. Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite thing about my mama. Oh, I love that. I have a lot of favorite things about this. I can't say the most, huh? No, just a lot. I love that you're strong and driven. I love that uh, you teach me. I love learning from you. I think that's one of the most important things that I love about our, our relationship is that you teach me so much. And I've, I've grown into the woman that I am today because God blessed me with destiny. And I know that, I know that God did. And I think if I had to say two things, it would just be, I would just say that again. I love the fact that I've learned so much. I just, you know, I'm just grateful for you. That's it. Oh, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm like emotional. This is so beautiful. (laughs) I remember this maybe like two years ago when we were sitting Shakira in like your back deck and you were just telling me a little bit about how you grew up and destiny I was saying the same thing I was like oh my gosh like she has been through so much and you're just such you strike me as just a pillar of strength and like peace Mm -hmm. and like calm you are hilarious you are high energy the energy that you exude is definitely like a deep peace positive energy strength which is is so beautiful because so many people go through shit and then use that to just be shitty people or use that right. to just yeah. hold themselves oh, I, hate, back. I hate the world yeah exactly yeah. exactly well with me I'm, I'm not a I can't exactly. get with me type person because nobody cares anyway so I may as well just live the best life that I could possibly live because <laughs> don't nobody care that is so true that is literally such a good point like truly no one cares about you as much as you care about you that is so such a good point yes yeah I feel like even in my adulthood too sometimes she'll just casually slip in some traumatic thing that happened in her life and I'll just be looking at her like mom like what like I feel like there's still so much that I don't even know about my mom's life that you know, for whatever reason, maybe she want to protect me or maybe right. she want to share whatever, whatever it is. I'll just be like, I can't believe I never knew this about you. Like, she's been through a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. And she, to be like such a good person and to be where she is, she literally, not trying to put your business out there, mom, but when we was babies, she, we were like sleeping on park benches and stuff with her. Like, she really is the definition started from the bottom now we here stop playing with my mama <laughs> and now she has shoe closets so exactly that, and, that's, exactly, that's what and, that, saying, and like. that's the reason too because a lot of people that don't know me I, I know how I can come across but once you get to know me it's like okay yeah if I was her I'll, I'll do the same I'll have five shoe closets too like yeah right. I went from sleeping in the sleeping in the park with my kids to I can 
sleep in any of my five bedrooms or lay in my gar- five garage if I want to. And not yeah. to um not to boast about that, but it's it it's a blessing for me and I'm proud of it. And um, no one else has to be proud of it. As long as like, I'm going to always have a place for my children. I'm going to always be here. I'm going to always be the best mother that I can be. But in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy my life because I can remember a time where, yep, I was grateful to, to just have a blanket yeah. and a bag of chips and have, have my baby in my arms warm and being able to feed my baby a bag, a couple of chips. And I was grateful for that. So you know, why not be grateful yeah. for, you know, when I'm working hard and I'm doing absolutely. whatever, to do. like, you know what I'm saying? I'm be grateful for that too. You absolutely should. It is what it is. Yeah. No, totally, totally. And I, I always think about this too. In like, if you look at the way you have multiplied your wealth and your quality of life from that to what you have today, that's more impressive than like, the Elon Musk's of the world. That is more impressive than someone who is like kind of rich and now really rich. The way you have expanded your life is something that so few people in this world can actually do. And it's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, my sometimes I sit back, my daughter always remind me of, she always say, mind you, like you're like mad dope. Like sometimes I sit back and I just, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, this this was amazing. Like <laughs> you right, yep. right? You know, like who does this? Sometimes I do have to sit back and look at myself and be like, wow, yep. Shakira, you are dope. You know, it was it wasn't it, things are not easy, but you're dope. <laughs> and now you guys are going to Paris for a week. I know, right? It's like, oh my God. Overnight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So turning it around, what are your least favorite thing about each other? I'll let you guys choose who starts. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes Destiny can be a little intense sometimes. If she's not with it, she's not with it. And sometimes I just be wanting to laugh and I'll be looking at her like, and you gonna laugh with me today? She's looking like, you know. <laughs> I think sometimes her moods can be a little like intense. And sometimes I want to hear what's going on, but sometimes I think she don't want, she don't tell me because she don't, she wants to protect me because she knows that I'm like really overprotective of her. But I can tell when she's really going through things. But I thank God um, that she have you guys. And I always encourage her, like, you know. Well, did you talk to something? Did you talk to uh, Rhoda? Because like, you're about to stress me out. <laughs> so she has a, she has it. a way of protecting me, but I know when something's not right, that emotion that I feel when I when I know something's not right, that's I think that's like my least kind of favorite thing. <laughs> Does it make you feel better? I get literally the same exact feedback when I ask what's your least favorite thing about me. <laughs> Maybe it's why we're best friends. Oh my God. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I would say it's almost like the least and favorite thing about my mom is her brutal honesty. My mom is absolutely the person that everybody goes to for like Shakira, what do you think about this? Like, I'm going through this. How do you think I should handle this? She's definitely the person that people seek out for her opinion or her advice and everything. But sometimes, like, if it's unsolicited, I'll just be like, Ma, <laughs> who asked? <laughs> like, you know, who, I'm sorry, but who asked for me? <laughs> I always think about... <clears throat> Bro, do we have a common friend? I'll tell you about her later. <laughs> Being you, but you and your mom. Yeah, me and you. Okay. Um, we had this friend that my mom hadn't seen in a while, and she had like put on a couple pounds. And so when she saw her, my mom was just like, "Oh my god, sweetie! Like, look at you! Don't put on a couple pounds." And it's like, I, this was something that she had been you know, feeling insecure about, and it was just like, nah, come on now, like, she knows she gained some pounds, you don't gotta tell her. Oh, I feel really bad about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying, like, you know, it's not like she coming from a a bad place, but it's just like, mom, if she, if she was like, Shakira, what do you think about (laughs) 
couple of pounds. Like, you know, <laughs> then you tell her, but you don't just tell the girl she don't put on a couple pounds and she already knows. <laughs> but it's definitely like a good thing. Like it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing. And I think that's yeah, exactly. Right. That's like everything exactly. in life. It's right. it's you want and like respect that brutal honesty. And then sometimes it's a lot the same way that we're intense. Like sometimes you need that intensity in your life. And sometimes you absolutely don't. Right. I think yeah. too, because my mom can just, she's very brutally honest with me. Mm-hmm. And she know that when she tell me like, yeah, that she need to put that burger down because uh, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm eating my two burgers. Right. <laughs> but she know that's something I need to hear though, because sometimes it's just like, okay, well, dang, like, okay, I am putting on a couple pounds. She could be brutally sure. honest with me. Yeah, so yeah. By extension, like the people who I consider my friends, she's like, well, I could just be keeping a buck with them too. But sometimes they not as, you know, tough skin as I am. Or I could just <laughs> right, be like, right. bye, ma. They don't, they don't know how to deal sure. with the brutal honesty sometimes. I could take it. She know, she know when to tell me. For sure. <laughs> I put for on sure. a couple pounds. <laughs> Gaining weight is not, it's not a bad thing either all the time. Right. If when I'm saying things to people, it's not to like hurt their feelings right. or to make them feel bad or anything. It's just, yeah, I got to learn how to like not say everything that I'm thinking because I don't know how other people is going to take. Because if I'm saying something to someone that I care about, it's not to hurt their feelings. So, right. Of course, of course. A lot of times too, um, I've said things that hurt to hurt people's feelings, but when I look at them now, they're only homes, they got bank accounts, they got certain. But if I say something and you don't like it, it's because it's just something that you don't like about yourself. So totally. I and, say uh, that all the time. Yeah. Totally. So somebody tell me something and it's bothering me. It must be something that was bothering me before they said it. And it was just like, you know, like a confirmation. But a lot of times, because I've said things, people, you know, they do everything in their power and be like, okay, yeah, no, this person can't say this to me if I can own a home, you can own a home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I can, if I can do this, you can do it too. You know, what makes you a better person than me? Because at the end of the day, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're doing. So a lot of times me having to say that to people, they wake up and, and, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I catch you right. <laughs> yeah. And that's something I said on the very, very, very first episode of this podcast. At the end of the day, if someone compliments you, you're only going to see it as a, as a compliment if you think it's true about yourself. If someone insults you, you're only going to see it as an insult if you think it's true about yourself. Hello. Every time you feel a certain way about something, it's a reflection of yourself. It's a mirror. So totally, totally stand by what you said, Shakira. Yeah. And it does hurt me too. On the flip side, I remember a time my husband, he said something to me and I cried so hard because I'm always giving and doing something and offering my advice. And then he looked at me and he was like, you keep doing these things, but no one asked you to do that. And that hurt me to the core. And I cried so hard and because it's true. Like I'm always trying to get, trying to offer up something that no one asked for. <laughs> So, so sometimes, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm working on it. It is what it is. I'm not perfect. And right. it's just me, you know, my, per- my perfect, my perfect imperfections. Totally. And it's just make, it makes me who I am. And only the strong can survive. Only the strong can survive. <laughs> right. And I, I appreciate the people that love me for who I am. And I love the people that, that stick totally. beside me, no matter what, like yeah. destiny. She stick destiny sticks beside me. She understands me. She knows who I am. So I try to keep people like that around because I can't, if I push her away, nobody. <laughs> oh man. I love it. Yeah. We're all works in progress. Is there anything that you really want to tell each other that you haven't said yet or haven't said in a while? I just, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Honestly, I do want, I do want you to explore and adventure out. I know that your life is way more grand right now than what your life is going to be. And I just want you to push towards that. Thanks, mommy. I think what I'll say to you, mom, is that (laughs) you are, and you already know this, you are the one person in my life that knows me more than I know me. You really like understand me to like the core of who I am. You like, no we don't even gotta talk and she'll just call me and be like 
what's wrong? Like she just knows something in the air mm-hmm. and she know what's going on with me. And I kind of feel like it's one of the greatest human need, needs to be understood for somebody to to look at you and just can understand who you are, what you're going through. And I never have to like explain myself to her mm-hmm. because even when I'm like, coming up lost her words or can't really I'm trying to like explain to her something that happened sometimes she'll just step in and just say the words that I couldn't think of or like sure. or whatever like she already know what I'm trying to say or or how I feel about that and I really just appreciate that because obviously she knows me but we're both similar in the fact that we're often like misunderstood because our personalities mm-hmm. are just so strong mm-hmm. for the world that a lot of times it just comes off as stuff that is not yeah for example people always think that my mom is just boasting about her life but if you knew her journey and everything you know that she's not boasting or whatever she's just proud of where she is right now or like me I've always just been like really self-assured very self-confident and people because (laughs) like what you were saying before because because people feel a way about themselves absolutely they think oh well she thinks she's better than everyone she's stuck up she's like whatever but no, no, I just like who I am and maybe you should try it sometime. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I just, I just appreciate that, that you like understand me and there's never like any confusion there. Like I know the one person on this planet that I could just like look at and be like, do you hear me? Like, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Do exactly. you understand where I'm coming from? And she's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. And whether or not she agree with it, she is still going to like understand what I'm saying and say yeah I see where you're coming from but maybe look at it like this way maybe whatever whatever but I I know that she's gonna understand me yeah that's the and I feel the same way about you too that's like I feel like if no one on this planet understand where I'm coming from you understand so I appreciate that about that's why I like I just that's why I feel so like grateful and blessed that you know God blessed me with you yeah, we need each other. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We definitely need each other. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Daz, you brought up two really, really good things that I want to reiterate because I want to make sure people hear them. You said, even if she doesn't agree, she makes sure I feel understood. If every person in every relationship, whether it's friendship, romantic, right. familial, whatever, abided by that as a principle mm-hmm. everyone's relationships would be stronger right you don't have to agree but you have to make sure your counterpart feels understood I think that is so mm-hmm. critical mm-hmm. yeah the other thing is just an applause to you you said this before when we were younger like probably in college you said I'm not intimidating you just feel intimidated. Right. And since you've said that, I've taken it on for myself too, because I always get that, that you're intimidating. You're intimidating. I'm a very kind person. I'm not yeah. trying to intimidate no, baby. anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're intimidated. Exactly. exactly. And, that, and it's, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but that's just a reflection about how you feel about yourself. And don't be right. trying to <laughs> deflect that off on me. For sure. Mm. It's what we said earlier. You know what I mean? Like, let me try to blame me because you feel that way, baby. Mm. (laughs) Totally. No, totally, (laughs) totally, totally. All righty. So these last few questions I ask to every guest who comes on to We're Already Here. This podcast is all about celebrating the lows just as much as the highs in your life. Can you tell me about a struggle in your life that sucked while you were going through it, but looking back now, you celebrate it? What did that struggle give you that you cherish today? How I have to say, you know, I was young when I had these kids. Whew. It was hard. I can remember like crying and struggling so hard, going through so much. But then on the flip side, now it's like this happy life and this happy beginning. I don't know what, I don't know what to call it, but it's my children are like my everything. And Everything that I've gone through, I will go through it again. And I just love them. It was hard at first and I did everything that I could. And now my children are doing everything they, they can for me. And I just, I'm just so happy about that. Yeah. It's like a full circle. Full circle. I know that I did something right. And it was hard. That's, and, I, and I told my daughter, I don't want you to have no children. That was the biggest thing 
don't have no children because they hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy that, you know, I have my children because, you know, they make my life so much more grand. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. For me, I feel like a lot of people, even my close friends don't really know this, but when I moved to Los Angeles, that was a really low point in my life. There were like a lot of external factors going on. I was going through a best friend breakup. I had broken up with my long-term boyfriend at the time, moved 3,000 miles away from home. Like there was this time difference. I had gone out there like really with no structure or plan or anything. And I was kind of like high key depressed. <laughs> I would I would just lay in bed all day. I would like not go to class. I had these like really amazing internship opportunities out there and I would just lay in bed, not go. I was just feeling a lot of things. I felt like my peers out there were all thriving and getting their foot out in LA. The spirit of comparison will really feel your joy. And so I was just kind of feeling like everything was just like taking off for everybody. And I just wasn't really settling in or like figuring out what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I really felt a way about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I feel like I learned from that experience. It's okay to not have everything figured out. I'm, I'm still really young. I'm about to be 26 in a couple of days. Like I don't have to have my life figured out. And I also don't have to live my life to anyone else's standards. I know everyone has these super high expectations of me and everybody's like, oh, that's just going to go to LA and like make it really big and mm-hmm. bring all the money back to Syracuse. So like, like, you know, there's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> expectations of me yeah. and I'm, I felt like a failure and just kind of like it weighed really hard on me, but I just learned to like be kinder to myself. Totally. And I, I, I've always been this way, but sometimes you just, you lose your you're not perfect. Like sometimes you lose your way and I'm not in a race with anybody. I'm, I'm running my mm-hmm. own pace. It's okay to, to go out here and figure out, okay, that's not what I wanted. That's okay. And now I can like sit back and figure out what, what I do want. Maybe I'll move somewhere else and that doesn't work out, but that's okay. Sure. Failure or things not working out is okay. Yeah. Cause you don't know what success is unless you fail someplace. Yeah, exactly. And it's just redirection. It's just pushing you in a direction you shouldn't have been going anyway, like putting you back on track. Yeah. Right. I feel like it's it's something that I had to do though, too. It was my first time yeah. being on my own and I learned a lot about myself. I feel like it's equally important to figure out what you don't want in your life than what you do want in your life. That's true. I met a, a lot of really good people out there, a lot of really good connections. It all wasn't bad. While I was emotionally going through like a lot of stuff, it was definitely the most fun I ever had in my life. I was definitely there you go. <laughs> having fun. <laughs> there was just a lot that I learned from that experience. Yeah. I think it was a lot too I learned from that experience because you know, as a mom, like, you know, we was talking before, like we're so close in age. It was, it was at a point where we did need that separation, mainly on my part. People that know us, when she was leaving, they'll be like, what you going to do? She leaving. And it was a moment in my life where I had to really let go because I was just holding on. It was because of like the things that I've gone through. I was like super, super overprotective of her. I just didn't want her to go through anything that I've ever gone through. So I became like super dependent. We never really talk about it, but I believe that with her going to California was something that that I needed Mm. as well. We never really talk about it, but we know, we, we know what it is. (laughs) We see each other. So yeah, I cried, 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 cried for weeks. Only one person in my life knew, not even my husband, but one person in my life knew what I was going through. I think that was just another layer of what God um, did for me to make me, you know, like stronger. And we needed, I think, I think we needed that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you worked to change how you perceive the world around you? Have you worked to change your thoughts and beliefs into ones that serve you? I actually really like this question because... It's kind of like the foundation of how I decided to live my life from like a very early age. Oh, totally. Um, and my mom knows about this too, because I like I feel like I talk about this all the time. When I was in eighth grade, my English teacher had us read this book called The Secret. The Secret is just about the law of attraction. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about the law of attraction, but tell our listeners might not. Simple definition is basically your thoughts 
have a direct impact on your life, which is just like a very basic definition. So if you go into life just constantly having negative thoughts, you're just going to constantly see negative outcomes. You're going to see negative results because Mm -hmm. it's like, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Sure. It's everything, everything that you do starts with your thoughts, your thoughts impact your emotions, your emotions impact how you're feeling, what you're going to do. Am I going to write this plan out and do it? Am I going to execute it? Everything starts. It's all very, it's all so simple. (laughs) I feel like we often like overcomplicate life when really Mm -hmm. it's like, if you think life is complicated, like life's going to be complicated. Yeah. And it's not like um, the law of attraction. It's not like a magic trick or anything like that. It's just, it's a way of checking yourself Yeah. and how you off, like having to um, like reimagine how you see the world. If you want to see the world as a negative place, then, Hey, that's what, the, that's what the world is going to be. Totally. I had this roommate once that um, every single day, she would come home from work and she would say to me, I'm cursed. I'm cursed. I'm cursed. Like she always had all this really bad stuff going on. She would get into like three car accidents a week. She would have a million things going wrong in her life. And after a while, I would just look at her like, well, maybe you should stop saying you're cursed. Right. Maybe you should, maybe you should stop thinking that about yourself in these like negative things. So I would no, never like speak speak that negativity on my life. That that just sounds like it, it's like the craziest thing that that people right. will will. I just don't understand how you could ever like speak. Ne- and and when people try to speak negative stuff over my life, I be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I rebuke that. You 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 keep that over there. Or people say stuff like I'm broke. Who? <laughs> broke over here. <laughs> I speak Mm-mm. that foolishness over my life like you when you say you you say you think things it becomes your reality and that's no, just, it's true I feel like even like saying you're broke is relative like there have been studies done where it's like you have people who are living in some of the wealthiest suburbs in America and they feel broke because the people around them are richer and you have people living below the poverty line who feel wealthy because they're wealthier than the people around them. Like at the end of the day, if you feel broke right. or feel oh, or feel rich, <laughs> it's 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 the thoughts about your surroundings and your exactly. thoughts about what you have that make you feel those things. You can feel wealthy on a five-figure salary and you can feel broke on a seven-figure salary. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like nowadays like especially in the last few years, like, um, people have gotten, gotten, um, turned on to the thought of like the law of attraction and everything. And it's sort of like become mainstream and kind of like toxic positivity, but like, it's really like not about that. It's, it's about like checking how you perceive the world, how, how your thoughts can impact your life. And I hope that answers the question. I think it answers the question. And exactly what you said is core to cognitive behavior therapy, which I think I mention on every single episode of the podcast. But cognitive behavior therapy is like one of the gold standards of therapy. And the whole preface behind it is like checking your thoughts that arise from triggering situations. And it's all about checking your thoughts and reframing them and understanding what they really mean, which I think if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, is it like we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Constantly like checking. Why, why am I thinking this way? Like, can I get up? I'm, I, even there was this one point in my life where I was telling my mom, like, I, I've just been feeling like really unmotivated. Like I'll set my alarm in the morning and can't get out of bed. And then I'm, as I'm talking to her, like expressing these thoughts, I'm literally like, why am I even saying this? Like, actually, yes, I can. And then literally the next day, I just got up and was like, I'm going to the gym. Yeah. It's just constantly like checking myself when, whenever I'm on the ball and I'm always like, let me keep my thoughts in check is when I'm thriving the most. Sure. Well, I'm just going to go off what Destiny was just talking about. I remember when um, Destiny brought this book to my attention, feeling like this is the way I've, I've always felt. Mm. How I've always felt is a thing. And somebody really 
wrote a book about it. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? In a movie yeah, and things like yeah. that. The world, like the way the world is now, everybody's talking about law of attraction. Everybody's making all this money off something that, that was in me like naturally. <laughs> I like the way I think. Mm-hmm. And had I known, I could I could have been a millionaire the way I think, you know. So <laughs> but you're like this whole time I could have written a book about this. A long, yeah, <laughs> we would have used them skills a long time with a writing skill. <laughs> a long time ago, okay. But um, my life is the way it is because this is the life that I wanted for myself, and it's like it's easy. So it's like GED easy. It's like this. You make your life yeah, the way right. it is. I remember being grateful for being able to um, buy a bag of chips just to feed my kid. Mm-hmm. And I was grateful. I was happy about that. And I, I, I remember thinking while I was eating, like, okay, yeah, one of these days we're going to have big feasts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're going to sit down. We're going to eat big food in front of us. We're going to be, you know what I'm saying? I remember thinking that. I remember laying in bed as a kid in the neighborhood we lived in, planes used to fly over the house. I remember pretending like I was on them planes, yeah. going different places and, you know, seeing the world, seeing other things in the world. So I remember that. And I now, and I see like all the stuff that I had been thinking, I wake up and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. I can put like eight lobster cells in front of me right now and eat them if I want to. <laughs> You know, big crab, like I could do whatever I want right. to do now. And I remember thinking that mm-hmm. when my, my husband and I first got married, he would say every, he would always say something like every year something happened to my finances around Christmas. And I was like, oh yeah, you're not going to keep saying that. Hello. You're not going to keep Hello. saying uh, something going on with your finances. Totally. Nothing's going on with your finances. And he stopped saying it. And every year on Christmas, Every year, he always got this great abundance of money, like big bonuses, like big checks and stuff like that. And it's been going, we've been together almost 20 years. It's been going on for almost 20 years. That first year when I had the nipping in the bud, like you ain't gonna keep speaking that. (laughs) Well, that's another thing too. The law of attraction, it sounds like it's not this magic spell, right? Right, right. It took 20 years to get from potato chips to lobster tails. You didn't speak it and it happened overnight. Right. It's not a, it's not a Houdini. It's just. The way that you think your mindset, mindset. affects how your life yep. is. As a man thinks, so is he. That is a true saying. Right. If you think this, this is what this is what's gonna happen. And like you said, it doesn't happen overnight, but one day you wake up like, wow, I remember I remember that this was just a thought. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually right. sitting, I'm actually living right. my thoughts right now. I wish everybody can do it because um because sometimes <laughs> I listen to people and I and I'm just like, wow, I wonder if they know like the reason why they're in this boat because this is this is all they can think of for themselves. Yeah. Change is always scary. Whether it's good change or yeah. bad change, it's always scary. And growth is good change, mm-hmm. but it's scary mm-hmm. and some people don't want to do it. That's right. Because I think about like my um, even like with the company that I work for, and I've been with this company a long time, and I can remember going in. Like, I'm going to get this job. Everyone had degrees. I'm the only one that didn't have a degree, but you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to get this job. <laughs> and I got the job. So back then I was like, really, you know, like proud of myself for yeah. that. And then when people, when people would be working in a department with me with a master's degree, it that didn't make sense to me. It never made, it never made sense to me. I'm looking like, so you got, if I had a master's degree, you wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. <laughs> so you in here with me okay well hey let's go and i, and I can re- like if you can make yourself get up and go to school every day to get a master's degree and then you know you get this master's degree and now you sitting in here with me with my gd i don't know something <laughs> math ain't math yeah, so, you know so a lot of people just don't think like the way yeah. you know i don't know yeah totally totally alrighty final question tell me the story that you've created for yourself I will say um and I feel like we've touched on it a a few times while we've been talking I am that person in all of my relationships that I have like my friendships with my mom like with all my relationships in my life I feel like I'm that person that's always reinforcing to the people that I love that first and foremost, 
you need to love yourself. Mm-hmm. It all, everything starts with how much you love yourself. I teach all of my friends that people only treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. Mm-hmm. The way that you allow people to treat you is a direct reflection of how much you love and respect yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, don't let people treat you any any old kind of way. Have your boundaries. Mm-hmm. You're popping. You're above this. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I am that person, and I, I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like that about me. I like it too. Um, I like. <laughs> I like that I can be that person for my friends. That even when you were saying earlier, like you said something a few years ago, um, I. I had those moments with all of my friends. They always say to me, you're the reason why I feel this way about myself, about like whatever, whatever. I feel like that's that's my purpose. That's my, that's why I'm here. Like I want everybody to love mm-hmm. themselves as much as I love me, maybe even more. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And you're good at it. And you are. I think one thing, like even before we got super close, like I feel like one thing I always admire about you was your self-assuredness. And I think that does permeate into your relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I felt if that, if it could trickle over and help someone like start feeling more self-assured about themselves, then perfect. Because everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody should be confident. Everybody should love themselves. Everybody should know who they are and and stand in who they are I love that yeah and that's the reason and I know <laughs> I don't want to ah, and now that you mention it <laughs> because I just feel like for as long as I can remember when even when I was homeless I've always had this this personality or this attitude like yeah I'm supposed to be rich something's gonna happen for me one day and I'm gonna like I'm living my life like you know I'm doing a lot of nice good things but I know that it's gonna be in more abundance and that's just what it's gonna be I know that's the life that I'm supposed to live and I'm gonna be like happy in it and that's that's that's, my future I see rich <laughs> I know that's abundant. Right. I love that. And this, and I believe that this this podcast is 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 like a, another like door opening. I was like really excited about it, and I'm just so happy. And I and I and I just came up with a whole story after this podcast. And I'm just curious to see which one of these little doors is going to open after this. Totally. You know what I'm saying? We're going towards the right direction, and it is what it is. That's what I'm going to be rich. <laughs> we're going to be on the you know, we're going to be on the boat. Yachts together. <laughs> on Let's a go. boat. Yes. Oh, no, I'm definitely <laughs> listen, I, I I already know I'm owning a boat at some point in my future. I need it. I fucking love boats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel blessed and honored that you both were so willing to come on the podcast and be so vulnerable and be so open with me and my audience. So thank you guys so much. Well, thank You're you welcome. for having us, Rhoda. We're both really honored that that you look at our relationship and, and wanted to dive into that. Our our relationship, I'll just speak for both of us, is like our prized possession. Mm. If it helps anyone, and I'm happy that we could get into it and maybe it could help other people in their relationships with their with their mom or children. Totally. I'm gonna call my mom after this. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> So final thing, is there anything you guys want to plug? I will be linking your things in the description of this episode too, so people can go in and click. Yes. Plug away. Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> okay, Hello. okay. My mom is like, she really popping on TikTok, y'all. Y'all need to go follow. If you don't follow my mom, what's your, what's your at, mommy? Dot Shakira. Yeah. We gonna, we gonna put it in the- Yeah, we'll put it in the, the description text. so you can at, just click on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm inspiring to be a successful influencer. I feel like I've always been an influencer and didn't know. It sounds like it. Now that I know what it is, I just want to be successful at the things that come to me natural. Yeah. That's my goal. If you guys want to come check me out and give me some ideas and 
let me know that you heard about me through this podcast. You know, I would really appreciate that. And she also has a YouTube channel. You could subscribe to her channel on YouTube. Okay, we'll link that too. This would be good too, talking to like other mother and daughter relationships, something that you and I can do on a channel. I think that's a great point is doing like a little mommy daughter thing on YouTube because I'm really educated on mental health spaces. I read a lot of studies. Psychology, sociology, while I'm not an expert, is something that I absorb a lot of content on and read a lot about. And the stuff that you guys brought up in terms of like what makes your relationship strong and healthy, I even repeated being understood, even though you don't agree, like those things are actually really core pillars that are talked about in like child psychology literature and family psychology literature. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys aren't experts, but you're actually embodying the things that experts recommend. And I think like that, I, I, I think it would be a value add. Yeah. Because like therapy and everything can sometimes just be, but we're just like regular people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like being able to relate to somebody like, instead of this professional telling you like, well, this is what's wrong in your life, or this is what's wrong, what's wrong in your relationship. Yeah. Maybe we can get through to people in a different way. Right. Alrighty. Well, thanks guys. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah. I had fun too. I got a lot out of it. My audience got a lot out of it, I'm sure. So thank you. Thank you, though.